Hey, Panoply listener, we've got a live show announcement for you. If you live in D.C., Slate's Mom and Dad Are Fighting is having a live taping on October 20th at the Woolly Mammoth Theater. Join us for an evening of banter about the triumphs and fails, but mostly fails, of parenting. For more information, check out slate.com slash live. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And evidently getting readers excited with our explicit ratings in September 2015. <laughs> hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner and we're the co-founders of Cool Mom Picks. Dot com. All right, so you have this quick story to follow yeah, up. Okay, right? okay, speaking of explicit ratings, so our last episode we talked about kids and cursing, and my kids tend to listen into our podcast from time I. to time. Yes, and they heard the thing about the cursing, and I had said to <laughs> you that my kids really don't curse yet, and so my ten-year-old said to me, "Mom, I finally learned what," and she couldn't even say the word. She goes, "I learned what ship means, <laughs> ship," <laughs> and I'm like, "What does it mean?" And she whispers. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. You know, yes, that's right. That is what it means. And she was like so proud of herself. I can't believe she didn't learn until she was 10. And then she says, here's the joke that we keep telling at school. And I said, oh, what? What comes out of your butt? And I go, what? She goes, shit. <laughs> So there you go. Fifth grade humor. Everybody who thinks that like kids are worse off than they were when we were kids, you're wrong. They don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Always with the poop jokes. All right. Well, we're not talking about kids and cursing today as as much as we would love to continue the discussion. We are going to talk about the famous person dinner party. Yeah, this should be interesting. And we're going to talk about kids and email, what you need to know that you may not know. And finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. All right, so let's get started. Okay, so, you know, we say sometimes that we do, you know, like squill like little schoolgirls when we look at our ratings and we see that people have written nice things about us. Cause... But, but you know what? Only on the good ones. Yeah. Because, like, whoever left us that one star, come on, man. Oh, that was, like, some, like, 14-year-old dude who was looking, <laughs> he got lost on the way to, like, a video game podcast. Oh, wait, you mean my ex? Oh, anyway. <laughs> You're punchy today. So, anyway, so we had a reviewer named Mama in Montana, who's my new favorite review of the week and she wrote really nice things about the podcast if you look on iTunes and she said it was the perfect mix of tips and entertainment she said you two are just so fun to listen to you would totally be invited to my famous people dinner party that is the nicest thing I know isn't it so we're like famous who else would be there that's what I want to know I, oh yeah who's like, going like, I know are you going to sit next to Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so I don't think that's allowed <laughs> so who would who would go to your famous person dinner party Okay, so I haven't thought about this in a long time. I know, but it was a thing, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it like it was kind of like the five person card? I think maybe after Friends kind of brought that up again. That episode of Friends, remember when Ross, the five people you could sleep remember with? Remember when he had Isabella Rossellini? The yeah. whole thing was he had her on his car, but then he took her off and then she walked into the coffee yes, shop. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I used to, well, yeah, because I used to be in advertising and I worked with like a lot of famous people. And my ex used to say, You're not allowed to have a five person list because you probably will end up meeting all of them <laughs> at some point. I was like, What? Is that what you think of? me? That's awesome. Well, I don't think that there was a famous person dinner party on Friends, but it was really popular and I have actually thought about it, Liz. You have? So who I would have. go? 
So besides us, <laughs> the most famous people in the podcasting room right well, now. Well, I would have to invite Mama in Montana because yeah. like, that was so For nice sure. of her to include I know, us. That was really nice. So are there specific rules though before I go into this? Like, do I have to have a faint? Like, what do I, I have would, to have? A- I'm thinking living because once Only you go dead, you're dealing with like gazillions of people. Like, right, you know, but that's kind of the Cain point and of Abel. this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking, like, realistically. Let's say you could throw your dream, like, cool mom picks dinner party right now. Okay. Like, who could you invite realistically that you would not have to bring back from the dead? Okay. So, like, I, you know, my number one, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Because I need someone to play footsie with under the table. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be, like, a surprise. Everyone else would be, like, in the other room. And you're like, dinner is... Dinner is in this room where there are candles <laughs> and rose have, petals on the bed. A, a private dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bradley Cooper is my like embarrassing celebrity crush. You're like Elizabeth Warren, Hillary Clinton, make yourself busy. I have something oh, to do in the other room. Too. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. It, now, we talked about this earlier. I have to admit to the listeners that we mm-hmm. did discuss this before we're talking about it on Spawn. And my so had a little time to think I about had a it. little time to think about it. And I, you know, I said my list and then Liz said that doesn't count because she said, no, you can't just only have hot guys. Kristen, <laughs> <laughs> I said, think of like I was saying, I would love to invite Malcolm Gladwell. Like he's someone I just think would I could just have dinner with just him and it would be awesome. Yeah. He would be really entertaining. He knows so much cool stuff. And well, I, I like was him. thinking more like oh, like the hot Ryans, like Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. I, I have a thing for Canadian Ryans. I'd be over here with Hillary Clinton while you're like in the Ryan sandwich. <laughs> Ooh, wait, a Ryan sandwich. What are we serving for dinner tonight, Kristen? Oh, a Ryan sandwich. <laughs> Kristen and a Ryan sandwich. Okay, but in all seriousness, yes. Tina Fey, hands oh, down. Oh, she's great. I would Tina love Fey. to have her. And and then, she's one of those people that I think every woman thinks if they were to meet, they'd be best friends with her. Oh, completely. And they probably wouldn't. I mean, her <laughs> audiobook, she was reading it to me personally. Uh-huh. I, I know she was. Like, there was, she never said the word Kristen, but I really do think that that <laughs> whole thing was for me. That's how I felt about David Sedaris, actually. So I'd probably have to have oh, him at mine. Oh, yes. And then I, I said Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah. Because I, I would think, love to have her there. Boy, the stuff she knows. Hey, it would take Bill. Bill, too. Bill, and, Bill can he come with Hillary. Yeah. And, Actually, uh, I think it would be kind of cool to have a Democrat and a Republican major woman in power to talk about, like, to kind of see the differences and, you know, see what's similar about them. Oh. I think it would be interesting. And uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. We can all be adults but at our dinner you? party. what about you? You said Malcolm Gladwell, Bradley Cooper. I know. I, I keep thinking about people who would just have really interesting, cool stories that I could learn from. Nicholas Kristoff. Oh, who yeah. I love. Okay. I yeah, saw I him speak that. once, and I could have listened to him for like six hours. Yeah. So I think he's awesome. Who else? You know, somebody like Steven Spielberg that would just be like an awesome storyteller and have great gossip you would hope right <laughs> could you imagine if he came and you're like asking him questions and it was just he was just like uh-huh Mm-mm. well i have to say uh-huh. here's my name dropy <laughs> not just my name dropy people i like at my party but i actually had a meeting with him once really yes did I, he tell good stories yeah he was awesome okay so he was then really you know. smart really nice it was just about seven of us in a room and long story but anyway he's fantastic and i kept thinking yeah i'd, I'd like to spend more time with him well maybe we can do a spawned show famous person dinner party mm-hmm. and we can find out who else mama in montana wants to have and we can and you know because i think we should do this i think yes. we should like rent out town hall yes and have the slate Spawn show, famous person, dinner party. We're doing it series. after dark, though. So we can get that in there, too. <laughs> and have drinks. <laughs> and have drinks. All right. Well, we're putting it out there into the ether. 
Let us know. And we want to hear from you guys. Who would you have at your famous person dinner? And you know what? You don't have to include me and Liz. It's okay. And you don't have to include living people. Whatever you want. Like, I'm I'm always fascinated by the answers to this question. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. You can tweet us at CoolMompics with the hashtag Spawned Show. Catch us on Facebook or email us at Spawned at CoolMompics.com because we love getting your emails or, if you're me, your letters. <laughs> yes. I feel the need to, like, get a P.O. box just so that you can legitimately say, say on we the like show. getting your letters. And then give an address. Ah, I'm old. Get off my lawn. <laughs> All right. Well, this topic, Liz, this next one mm. is a big one. And I feel like it's kind of like kids in email is like kind of like senior citizens in email, right? Like, didn't we have, <laughs> didn't we have this conversation with our parents, like helping them? Yeah. Don't, don't you guys all remember back to when email first started and you had like that one aunt who sent you every single email saying like, hey, you guys, if you forward this to 50 people, Bill Gates will send you each $100. <laughs> no, really, it works. Or like, I still get those from oh. people. I'm still sending a lot of Snopes.com you know, links out to relatives when they're like, no, seriously, this is really true. It really <laughs> happened. The guy really did eat his own arm. And I don't know, crazy, like well, urban legends. I feel like your kids, like this all sort of happened all at once. Like all of a sudden, email. your kids were on email. They're like, because we were at a party and they're sending themselves their photo booth photos to their own email address. And I'm just curious to know, like, how did you decide to get them on email? Because my kids are not on email. They text, yeah. but they're not on email. Well, there were a couple inciting incidents. Um, so first of all, I wanted them to be able to have access to email their grandparents and their father. That makes sense. Um, I also noticed when they went to summer camp that their friends started trading email addresses. So they really wanted to have an email so they could correspond with friends that lived in other places. So that made sense. And then the last thing is, you know, I hooked them up on the Apple friends and family plan, the family sharing. And so I needed to get them their own email addresses so that they could download apps on my hand-me-down, you know, first generation <laughs> 1999 iPhone. So um, so it made sense to get it for them. And the first thing I, I did was when I set up Thalia's email, I forwarded every single one of her incoming messages to me. So I see everything she receives. So that was like rule number one. I said, I'll set you up with email, but I'm going to see everything that you get. I mean, she's 10 years old. And we can work our way towards privacy, but that's how I started. Well, I love that you took the time to like really walk through this for our readers. And we're going to take yeah. your post and put it on our podcast page on coolmompics.com so you guys can see it. But you yeah. like you guys were like guinea pigs for us because... Yeah, because you your know, kids are texting. My kids are texting. Oh, we haven't... No, what, tell me why you think texting and not email, first of all. Okay, so, well, uh, there was just never a need for it for us. Okay. Their dad is a texter. He, he apparently doesn't have a computer. I, I don't know too much about that situation, but I do know la, that he... La, 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 la. <laughs> but he uses a phone. Okay. And he's always emailing me. If he emails me, it's from his phone. So, okay. you know, for my kids, they had an iPod. Drew is eight. He has an iPod Touch. Uh -huh. And Quinlan is 11, and she has her own phone. And I should point out, like, not everybody is ready to get their 9 or 11-year-old's, you know, devices. But, you know, when you're a single parent or a divorced or separated parent, it's often uh, important uh, device to have for your kids so that they can communicate with one another and with you when they're away. Well, and what's interesting is that I bet a lot of the stuff that you had shared about email mm -hmm. does apply in some ways to texting. Yeah, I think so too. And so we've had this conversation, but for us, the immediacy of texting was more important. And so right. there, there just hasn't been like school doesn't 
the kids don't need it for school. My kids are dying you know? to text. They're dying. That's interesting. My kids could care less about email. In fact, the only reason why Quinlan is now on using email is because uh-huh. of Thalia. <laughs> I know they're emailing each other. <laughs> they're sending each other like Minecraft screenshots and so Five Nights at Freddy's So that's my videos. rationale. That's why we're not. So I'm very curious to find out from you. Well, you so know, here's what happens. What some happens? Of, some of our best posts on Cool Mom Tech are just from our own experiences. And then we go, oh, this would be good to share with our readers. So what happened was in monitoring my daughter's email exchanges with all her friends, I started to realize that there was a lot of stuff about email that we should be telling our kids that we don't because we kind of take for granted. Just like those early days, like when you had to tell your, you know, great aunt, you know, don't send me chain letters. Yeah, or like, you know, just pop up ads and like things that we take for granted all the yeah. time. When their kids, my, you know, my kids are like, ooh, that looks so pretty. I'm going to click on it. And all of a exactly. sudden you're like, virus, virus. Yeah, so, so there are some basic things, right? Like, you know, everybody says only share your address with people you know. Yes. So that's kind of a given, right? <laughs> now, here's something I learned. You need to tell your kids that when you give your email address to a friend, they should never share your address either. And that sounds like it goes without saying, but my daughter got an email from her friend <laughs> saying, hey, I just shared your email address so you get 20 free songs on whatever service. I feel like like <laughs> nothing goes without saying. Like, I think they're kids. Like, exactly. You have to remember that. Well, because, I mean, well, I mean, for parents, I think parents know to tell their kids like, "Don't give this out to strangers." But right, right. they don't think about telling the friends, "Don't give out my address," or telling the kids to tell the friends, like, exactly. "Yo, this is like private info." Exactly, exactly. And so okay. that's what happened. Fascinating is that somebody started sticking her name because they, he was like, "No, don't worry," because you'll get twenty free songs, and then they'll <laughs> erase your name. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, he's like this sweet kid. He's one of her good friends in school, and I sat him down and I was like, "You need to know that." Nobody erases your name just to give you 20 songs to be nice. <laughs> They're selling your information. He's like, what? Oh, God. So that's the stuff. Welcome that, like, to the world, yeah, children. Parents are not, you know, discussing this stuff because we don't think about it. I also had to explain to them that not every email you get is written by a person. This is so funny because <laughs> I have a vacation auto response email. So it says, you know, thanks for emailing me. I'm sorry. I'm away this week. And my nieces would email me back and they'd go, sorry to disturb you. <laughs> They're also like 10 and 9. <laughs> oh, my God. That is and I so to write, awesome. And I said, no, 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 it's not me. Don't worry. And I had to explain what an auto response was because they didn't know. And I get it from my daughter's friends, too, because they get the it's bounce like back elf. from me. It's like Elf coming to New York. <laughs> 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 Why can't I eat this gum that's like put on the... <laughs> underneath the subway oh god i'm crying i'm crying laughing so anyway i had to show my daughter subscriptions and newsletters from users like no reply at or notifications at and explain to her how email is not always from a person so that's a basic also some emails are error messages so when you see that mailer dash daemon at google mail like i had to explain that that meant you typed in someone's address wrong so these sound like really basic things but here's the thing when we're giving our kids email and not explaining it to them we're only thinking about the safety stuff we're not thinking about all this like, like logistical, this test, yeah, yeah, and technical yeah. stuff that helps kids, right? Like, and know you what really doing. don't want them to discover this stuff on their own. Exactly. Like this is not stuff you want them to like just trial and error and figure it out. Now, what email is not texting? Yeah, email is not texting, <laughs> which one we've of, talked about on the show. Yes, but right? one of my daughter's friends, when she first joined this group of friends, they're all emailing each other. She wrote to the group like eight times in twenty minutes. She's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" And then one minute later. Is anyone there? It is there. And then one minute later, I don't think my email's working. You guys aren't answering. This reminds me of the answering machine versus voicemail discussion I had to have with my 60-year-old mom. Where she's like, hello? 
can you hear me? Pick up the phone. And I'm like, Mom, it's voicemail. It's in the phone. Oh, she thought I was like in your house and you could no, hear her. No, she thought it was an answer machine. That's so, so cute. it's kind of the same idea, yeah, right? So I so she had to write to her friend and say, Hi. It's email, not texting. I don't walk around with my email open all day. I don't check my email all day long. So if we don't write you back, it's not because we're ignoring you. It's because I haven't looked at my email. And the friend's like, oh, okay. So Hello? again, like basic things. Like knock, she knock. was really concerned that like no one liked her and they were all ignoring her. Well, I do appreciate that you explain the difference between reply and ply all because they're are many adults in this world <laughs> that do not know the difference. Reply, I'm making like stabbing motions right now. <laughs> Reply all is just a really bad <gasps> thing. Make it stop. Do they understand it though? Yeah. Well, no, not quite. Because she's, <laughs> she's got like eight friends and they're all emailing each other. Now, here's one thing that happened. Um, I've talked to her very importantly about not using blind copy to say mean things about people or to secretly say things you know i think that's even a little over her head but that's kind of like a well, mean girl high school trick plant right? the seed right yeah the seed. and so um i've talked about how i don't want her involved on any thread where people are making fun of somebody else or making fun of another kid and she knows that and she's she's a sweet kid like she gets uncomfortable when that stuff happens so one of the girls in her group sent an email out to the entire group that said hey everyone John from school was trying to act cool and I saw him doing this thing oh. at someone's house and it was really awful and he was so embarrassing. So there was a little bit of conversation about that. And right away I said to my daughter, look, you need to put the kibosh on this. I need you to say I'm not comfortable with um, emails that are making fun of other friends. Great. She's That's like, awesome. She's like, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to write to the girl right away. Well, right before that happened, someone emailed back and said, you know, John is on this thread. Oh. I know. Ugh. So they didn't even realize. That makes me so uncomfortable. I know. I wanted to die. I just felt. I felt so awful yeah, all that's night. Awful. So there were like ten kids on the thread, and I think they didn't even realize like who was on there. Yeah. So they're just replying all, and he was one of the names somebody had added, and and so they all were really nice. They all said, "We are so sorry. We apologize." They, you know, they they dealt with it. Um, but you know, I think reply all isn't just about annoying everyone sometimes they don't even realize well yeah they're telling everybody everything and you said like they can add people and you don't even know i think it's much more obvious on a group text as knowing as annoying as those can be Mm, you can be a little sneakier on email like you can add people on and then all of a sudden you're like oh how did he get on here how did she get on here like they need to every time you send an email check and make sure you know who it's going to also because there'd be like one boy in the group who was writing to one girl in the group and they're having a private message back and forth but replying all yeah so every so often and I jump in and I'm like, hi, everyone. This is Thalia's mom. I know she hates when I do this, but I know you know that I read all her emails. And can you, like, stop replying all to each other with the heading that says John is a horrible person or whatever they wrote? God. Because I said that's coming up in his email every single time you write this. And I'm sure it makes him feel really bad. And start a new thread. Start over, new header. And so they didn't even really understand the whole re, you know, Yeah, they don't understand how a threaded email works, exactly. right? I mean, I think, again, like, it's so funny that you were explaining this to 10-year-olds when, really, there are people out there that just don't understand how it works. Well, I've actually sat down and talked with some of the parents. Like adult humans. <laughs> I'm not, like, adult professional humans who send us pitches yes. to Yes. Like, who use other email as part of their job. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's no person among us who has not messed up. Up at some point, I mean, I've written things I meant to forward to you that I replied to the original person, like that, like all kinds of nothing really horrible. No, but no, no. We've all made knock mistakes. on wood. We've had, yeah, we've had very few, and they've they haven't been, you know, terrible. But it's nerve wracking, also yeah. because everything is in writing. 
I well, mean, that's, that's a big Well, that's the number point. one Ooh. I said to her. And I think this goes for texts, social media, yes. email. And the one thing I always say to my daughter is never send any message that you wouldn't want to see next to your photo on the front page of the New York Times. <laughs> that's a great example, actually. Because that's that great. stuff happens. Think about all these like awful Twitter examples totally. of people who like tweeted something terrible and it ended up blowing up. And so I'm trying to drill it into her well, early think- that every- nothing is really private and everything well, is Well, that's permanent. a great analogy. Though, because I sometimes say like your college resume, and my kids are like, "Uh, I'll speak, I'll speak <laughs> I'm English, <sick>, mom." <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? So I love that idea because I think that really, that really. Can well, the home. embarrassment factor, yeah, you know, huge. is big with kids. Yeah, it can be. And so they don't process the whole idea of permanent record in college quite yet. But you know, the idea of being humiliated in front of their friends, you know, pretty motivating. And then here's the last thing I yes. told my daughter: this is the most important <laughs> thing, you guys, above all. Please use punctuation <laughs> and remember the word you has three letters in it. Thank you. <laughs> you, Y-O-U. I hate text talk and emails. It makes me crazy. Ah! And I know I'm fighting a losing battle. You might be, but I'm with you, sister. We're together. We're, We're united. Together. <laughs> like, get off my lawn, you kids. With your you are is yours. Yeah, no, I hate that. Uh, I'm always like, like, get in here, correct your Is email. it a contraction? Is it possessive? It no, doesn't say makes anything. It makes I, me think of urine. <laughs> when I see you, you are. are. I do. I think of pee. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to the pee and poop jokes it does. with the kids. It does. And, of course, no comic songs, right? Oh, yes. Well, you know, we talked about that early on. And not all of our readers like that. Some of them thought it was very judgy that we did not like Comic Sans. But you know what? Tough. Well, it's a bad, bad font. I mean, <laughs> I have to say that it's no wonder that this posted so well on Cool Mom Tech. Because, I mean, I didn't think of half of these things. And yeah. granted, my kids aren't on email, but I know they're going to need to be. Like, Quinlan is going to middle school next year. I yeah. know there's a lot happening in terms of, like, assignments and communication. Yeah, teachers are starting to email classes and the kids. And so, you know, kids need to learn this stuff. And um, I think I need to do a part two because I'm starting to learn even more things like the chain letters, the, you know, please send this to 10 friends and you'll have good luck. Like I have to explain these kinds of memes to her that are now starting to come up in email. And you know what else I find fascinating, too, is that, you know, we were really taught, at least I was, how to write a letter. And so I think that translated right. well into email. But I don't know if our kids are learning how to do that. And so they don't have a lot of context in terms of, like, how to structure well, an email. They look at email like a text. Yeah. yeah. And so the, I don't know that we'll change that. But I I care about writing and punctuation and grammar. And I feel like if you're going to write something out, write it out. Like, it's different when you're typing with thumbs on you know, an iPhone and you're abbreviating. But I think if you're sitting at a keyboard and you're typing out a letter, I just want her to get in good habits because Lord knows we both get pitches from actual professional adults with like you are for your and smiley faces. What apostrophe and... is enough? There, are, we, we need to have enough apostrophes to go around and like exclamation <laughs> points. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you I know. You don't have to do like... If we get one more email saying, we think your mom's apostrophe ass <laughs> would really like this pitch. <laughs> Stabbing myself you are. in the You're, heart. There's like Hari Kari going on across the podcasting booth from me right now. <laughs> well, what do, you, what do you guys do with emails and kids? We want to hear from you. Do you follow all these? 
emails? Have you thought of some of them? Are you still sending out emails and comic sans and rainbow <laughs> type? And also, what are your tips? Like, if you have other tips that you guys have learned from your own kids or things you're concerned about, like, I'd love to hear them. I'd love to do another post from our listener and reader feedback. Yes. So let us know. Yeah, absolutely. You can tweet us at CoolMomPicks. That's P-I-C-K-S with the hashtag Spawn Show. Catch us over on Facebook or send us an email. You don't have to say, dear Kristen and Liz, comma. You can even do it in Comic Sans, <laughs> and we will appreciate the irony so much that we will heart you forever. Our email address <laughs> is spawned at coolmompics.com. All right, well, now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! All right, Liz, you want to okay. go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so you're always doing the cool beauty picks, and I feel like i got to keep up here. So, um, What you got? What you got? I got an awesome... <laughs> cosmetics line. It's pretty new to the U.S. And it was started by somebody who's a makeup artist for somebody famous, but I can't <laughs> say who it is. I've been sworn to secrecy, but let's just say it's someone really good. Okay. Anyway. And they look like they're 20, except they're 62. No. <laughs> a little younger than that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> it's not Madonna. Whatever. So it's called Delilah Cosmetics. And when I first read about it, I called it the new makeup line. I will cry over when it runs out. <laughs> That's like it's no that joke. Good. And I, you know, we try a lot of stuff for our site. We I do. have never fallen in love with a line like this stuff. So it's called Delilah Cosmetics. You can only get it in person at like Canyon Ranch, like at really Tony fancy spas or a website called privatespashop.com. Ooh. It is phenomenal. It's this British collection of like cosmetics, concealers, eyeliners. Every single thing is so good. But you guys, the foundation is the best thing I've ever used. And I'll tell you, my stepmother, she was like, so <laughs> are you uh, using something different on your face? And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, no, here it comes. No. And I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, I saw a picture. It looked like you were using a little something different. And I was like kind of waiting uh. for the like, <laughs> yeah. She goes, it looks amazing. Ooh. I was like, yay, I got the stepmother seal of approval. She's very fashionable. Well, that's awesome. So it's expensive it's though, right? It is expensive. I mean, it's, you know, it's comparable to like Chanel are kind of the high-end brands. So okay. the concealer... I mean, I, the concealer is like 42 bucks. I will say I haven't made a dent in it, and I've been using it since January. And we ladies, so we lasts. over 40 ladies, concealer is our friend. Like, you need a good concealer. Exactly. I've just started using one, and I'm like, now I have to have one. Well, this foundation is, I'd say it's 55 bucks. And now I just ran out. It's October, and it was sent to me in, like, February. That's so really good. That's pretty good. You don't need a lot. A little goes a long way. Anyway, Delilah, it's phenomenal. I swear, you guys, go to our website. We have a discount code for our readers, oh, actually, that's if cool. people want that. I might have to order it myself. Yeah, it's really good stuff. All right. Well, I am. I apparently am the leggings tester here at Cool Mom Picks. Are these magic pants again? These are not. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're magic pants, but they're magical in a different way. Yeah. Not like the other ones that were like burning calories <laughs> and keeping me from getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> the chastity pants. <laughs> the chastity pants. These... I, I get I'm getting the hook of it. No, just kidding. I did. Wow. You know, here's the thing. All right. I tried out Spanx leggings on our site. Uh huh. And they like everyone loved them because I love them. And, you because know, who doesn't want to torture our bodies and turn ourselves into horrible brilliant. shapes for beauty? It's, they're brilliant. They <laughs> no. suck you in. They're super I'm a big long. Spanx fan. Yeah, we love Spanx. And the who Spanx needs leggings. those organs anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. But they can be a little constricting. Yes. 
And, you know, it was, I just wanted to try something else. And I'm actually not a leggings person. So if I recommend a pair of leggings, then you know they yeah, have to I'm be good. Yeah, I'm a big leggings person. So I am looking forward to so what you're about to say. these are from BCBG. They're the Mason really? Stretch Leggings. I got them at the BCBG store, but you can get them at Saks. Like, I'll put the link to Saks up here. They're expensive. I'm going to say it right now. They're even How more than Saks. They? they were like 128 which mm. is like... Basically, my children are going to be eating ramen all week long because I got these leggings. Oh, good. That's all my children eat anyway. (laughs) I can get some. But here's the thing about them is they fit perfectly. The band, the waistband is just right at that spot so it doesn't cut you. Now, you're tall. I am tall. I'm not not tall. Will they fit me or are they going to be all baggy at my ankles? Okay. Well, here's the one thing about them is that they are a little baggy at the ankles. You have to – like they – So under boots. You have to wear them under boots. And even the woman at the store was like – she was honest. She's like, they're a little baggy at the ankles. But, but for you, you're like, I'm I'm Amazon great. woman. I'm awesome. But they they they're, you know they're a little shiny, so it's kind of they're like for our dressier. Reader, our, for yes. our listeners who don't know, Kristen's like seven foot eleven <laughs> in heels. <laughs> Without heels, I'm five eleven. <laughs> when I leave my drag queen heels at home, but they I loved the waistband. It smooths you out, and actually, what they do suck you in a bit, but. You don't feel like your kidneys are going to, like, you know, Explode. like they, they can't breathe. Yeah. So, anyway, BCBG Mason Stretch Leggings. I am living in them. Cool. I think I'm going to check awesome. that out because I live in leggings. And let me ask you one more question. Are yes. they black? They're black. And do they stay black? Because I hate when leggings fade and then they stay Okay. To so, I e. have to be honest, I've only wore them a couple times. Okay. So, but I will say this the girl in the store, who was very awesome, by the way, said she has worn them over and over. She washes them, she does hang them to dry. Okay. And she's, very, very happy with them. She also is paid by BCBG. So. <laughs> but you're not. So but I'm, I'm going to take your recommendation. Right. I'm going to try them. Give them a try. I will. So I know we're probably never going to beat the Unicorn Tears gin on yeah, our cool picks, a cool pick. But we do try. And if you've got something that beats the Unicorn Tears gin liqueur, which has been like the most popular cool pick we've done, would you please tell us Drop us an email, spawn at Cool Mom Picks, or, you know, tweet us. We get some of our best picks on our site and for our podcast from our listeners. So we'd love to hear what you think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You didn't say readers. I did. <laughs> I'm growing up, Kristen. I feel, like, I feel like the listeners can do a drinking game. It's a spawned drinking game. Every, Every time, time Liz says data nerd <laughs> or listener. letters. And when she says readers, <laughs> you guys can drink some unicorn tears gin. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this we week's punch- I know, of Spawn with Kristen and Liz. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are always so appreciative when you give us 20 or 30 minutes of your time. We know how valuable it is. Thanks to our producer, Sarah Abdurrahman, and Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And be sure to subscribe to Spawn on iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. And oh, you guys, thank you so much for the really kind reviews. Seriously, we're taking our cues from you when we leave our own reviews now on other podcasts. So not on our own. That would be sock puppeting and we don't do that. <laughs> so thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.